0: True green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water and <laughs> mow and they'll do the rest. No. Weed control, which you hate. Fertilization. Mm-hmm. Aira- aeration.
1: Can't huh? stand it.
0: Among others. They'll do all of that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things doing your free time. I know you do.
1: You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true, right, David? Because you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want care to focus of
0: on. All the hard work, and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this mm-hmm. one thing. Get it off your plate.
1: You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some, I, I might. <laughs> I'll, I'll, talk, I'll call you later, True Green. Talk,
0: talk to True Green. Where can listeners mm-hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at
1: the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. Okay, you guys, we have a, a
0: special episode uh, today. This is um, this is Phil Hartman, sort of a looking back, a remembrance, fondly mm-hmm. at the, the a, late great- tribute to Phil. Yeah, there you go. Because tribute.
1: on our podcast, we kept hearing all kinds of people mentioning Phil, um, Will Ferrell, Bill Hader- Uh, admiring Phil, even trying to be like Phil. (laughs) So we just thought, let's do a show about Phil's greatness on Saturday Night Live. And for that reason, we know there was a tragic tragedy that happened and we steered away from it for the most part because we wanted this to be fun and we let people ramble around, but uh, it was, um, I'll just say from my side of the fence is, um, I'd had dinner with Phil's daughter and her husband, about a year and a half ago, and she expressed kind of wanting to talk about her mom and dad, and um, we went, you know, we told her, do whatever you want, but she did decide to come to the live show mm-hmm. at the Growlings, which you're about to hear, so that was really nice for her to see all that love pouring out for her dad, and... Um, it was, it was emotional, but it also was just a blast to revisit Phil's greatness, and he, he just made me laugh so much. Yeah,
0: and you're going to hear a lot of laughs because it's old uh, writers and uh, mm-hmm. cast members you know, and uh, we went to the Groundlings went, where Phil's from, got on stage, and had a great crowd that loved him and we just all he
1: is a hall of famer or maybe the the goat of the groundlings he was there for 11 years and so we went to the home base of where it all happened and julia sweeney was with us on this particular show and she got her break on that stage so a lot of a lot of great fun to be had on this episode it's very interesting and and lot lots of laughs yep we got kevin nealon we got jim downey uh dana myself and julia
0: Mm. so hope you like it part one
2: you don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Oh,
3: my hey,
1: everybody. What a great you.
0: montage. Oh shit. You have the cold side. All that right, was awesome. Class.
1: Thank you very much. You've been a great audience. David? Hey, guys. I'll fix this. Give me about 25 minutes. No, but what I happened? I feel like I'm in a witness protection program here with the
3: microphone.
1: Christ sakes. Remember when that
0: submarine Selfie? went down? <laughs> I missed that crazy little sub.
1: How long are you going to work on that microphone? I got attached. Ma'am, I'm oh, perfect. this is okay.
0: I got it. I went to DeVry.
1: I'm under i <laughs> okay. I'm under a vent, and I probably will be for the next. Are you um, under a vent? Are you feeling it? Yeah, we well, yeah. It's fucking brutal. I right call there. it a cool breeze to keep us comfortable. Oh, you call geez, it a vent. It's brutal. Who's negative now?
0: So you Ooh. guys, thanks for coming down. We uh, we're gonna get things going because we have all our friends here. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. of
1: uh, great How friends. How long has this show? puppet theater been here? <laughs> It is so quiet. They said it's small. I was here once, but man, it's, it's intimate. Yeah. It's really intimate, isn't it? I thought this was like the I want to see Neil Young here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't laugh. But That's not that great. You know, just acoustic. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Introduce our panel. Okay. We're doing this show, and we're going to bring out our guests. Um, in no particular order, I'll just say uh, number one. It's a, <laughs> It's a dating game. Yeah. Uh, Please welcome from Saturday Night Live and everything else, my good friend and David's good friend, Mr. Kevin Nealon. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Woo! Kevin. Nice to see
0: you, brother. Nice to see you. I knew Kevin right when I saw him backstage. I go, I know that. That's Kevin. Is this okay? Yeah,
2: I don't
1: like to sit any closer to you guys. <laughs> yeah, this good. has been pretty distant. <laughs> don't who sit Who would here you, you like to sit next to? you Because that's who I'll introduce next. Sit next to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Robbie Margot, Margot Marco Robbie, <laughs> and <laughs> her twin sister Robbie Marco. Robbie, Margo. No, Robbie <laughs> Marco is, is a very. I saw good that actress. blank stare. I thought maybe that's not her name. <laughs> Well, I was—I saw a movie with Pitt Brad. You ever seen Pitt Brad? Oh, that guy is a hell of an actor. Old Pity, Pity, Pity—they call him. Yeah, a a town without pity. (laughs) Let's get out, Julia Sweetie. Julia (laughs) Sweetie.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. Woo! They're packed in here.
1: Lovely, Julia. One One of of your own. own. One of your own. uh, A groundling. I like when you meet people. Were you a (laughs) groundling? How many were groundlings? How many not groundlings? Never been a groundling. Mm. Is that anyway, an applause
0: light? Is that an applause light? Applause! That?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> that green light went on. Oh, it's almost over. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and, of course, of course um, uh, an esteemed writer from Saturday Night Live. We'll talk all about that. The one and only, the infamous writer of Saturday Night Live and other things, mm-hmm. Mr. Jim yeah! Downey. Oh! Yeah. Right there, Jimmy. Yeah, buddy. Jim Downey, our boss. Jim Downey with the red shoes. I just, I just wanted to sing. All right, let's see. Jim Downey at the red. Re- help with that? No, I won't. You tell him.
0: Oh, oh easy, way? Hulk. Can I get a menu? <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: problem. problem. Oh,
4: but we'd Family have this problem. worked out before. There we go.
1: How's that?
0: That gonna be okay for the next four and a half hours. Like
1: <laughs> you would like an adjustment? Why don't we go back? Oh.
0: <laughs> Can I get a menu? Oh, I mean, you really <laughs> want <an adjustment. laughs> no, no. While they're turning <laughs> I this blow fan off. I
1: just want to be able to see. I was a stand-up for years and we were, we know how to adjust mics, right, Kev?
5: Yes.
2: I do, yeah. Mine's perfect. Is that good, Steve? <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Thank you. <laughs> perfect. Are you
2: good? Are you good?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and David Spay. Yeah! All right. All right, welcome to Fly on the Wall, yeah. live from the infamous groundlings in Hollywood, yep. California. I'm Dana Flarfo. this is David Spudler. <laughs> and we decided to do a tribute to Phil Hartman because we have this podcast that's dedicated to SNL primarily. And everyone kept mentioning Phil's work and his sketches, Will Ferrell and Bill Hader and others. So we thought, let's do an episode devoted to Phil Hartman's greatness, and I guess I'll say genius, as yeah. a sketch player yeah. on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all that in Saturday Night Live. And we don't have a script, right? david we're just flying very
0: obvious um (laughs) but we do know uh we all knew (laughs) phil pretty well some better than others uh we could maybe just start with kevin and we'll just sort of uh meander and go all over the place but we will definitely discuss phil but kevin just come what comes to mind phil hartman i I knew i
2: sit in the wrong chair i should have took the first one uh (laughs) phil hartman i remember when we first um got on saturday live and we were all kind of getting to know each other, although I knew a few few people. And then somebody was talking about the old guy. There was an old guy that's in the cast, too. He wasn't around yet, but he was really good. His name's Phil Hartman. And he was 37 years old. <laughs> Gross. And we were all like, wow, no, he's he like an adult. I got to admit He's so old. <laughs> he was- and, um, and, and so yeah, he was a lot of fun. We, we, so we got to, uh, <laughs> we, we were shooting the titles and I remember it's late at night and we're sitting around waiting for the camera set up and it's Phil, Jan Hooks, and me. And I don't know if this was a sketch he used to do or what, but um, Jan would like feed him lines, say, um, uh, I forget what, what his character's name was, like Mr. Poopy he was calling him or something. And he was a foreign guy. Uh, and he said, um, Mr. Poopy, can you say I'm having a good time in Los Angeles. I love, I mean, in uh, New York. I love it here. Good time. And the way he did it was really funny. You know? (laughs) No, it was. It was funny. (laughs) I can't even do a fake uh, foreign guy. Yeah. You know? But um, (laughs) that's one of the things I remember right off the bat. We'll get back to some other stories a little later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Y95. Yeah um yes well kevin and i came in together with phil and we our first show was with phil that's where i know you from yeah (laughs) remember we shared an office and remember you guys did we shared an office a tenth of the size of this stage remember when it started snowing and i looked out the window we were there for so many hours you're exhausted and i didn't know about winter really i mean like a winter coat well, and, yeah, well, you know, uh, I think it was the second year. There's a big tall window in the office on the 17th mm-hmm.
2: floor. Yeah. And can you hear me yeah. way in the back? And, <laughs> and um, you know, you work so late at night to like, you know, three or whatever in the morning. And after a while, you just run out of ideas. <laughs> I think it was the second year. We're looking out the window and 30 Rock is lit up from below and you can mm-hmm. see the snow falling down through the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're both standing in front of the window. It was like a New Yorker uh, cartoon. <laughs> and we just both said, we had our chance we had our chance and we <laughs> to get a winter coat that yeah. was the first snow i had
1: my chance i didn't get it yeah. i don't have it and now i'm but fucked I'm yeah julia? take a break we'll be right back <laughs> 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 julia any re- um, r- reflections you want to share
5: well i knew phil before he was on snl Whoa. he was actually my intermediate teacher yeah
1: lingo.
3: Wow. And lingo he was
5: truly one of the best teachers i think i mean Really, at least once a week, I think of something that he said, like he there's not that many people who are really funny and know why they're really funny. they know they can explain it to you. It seems mm-hmm. like don't you think in comedy? Yeah. some people are just instinctively funny and you don't they don't know why and some people can't explain what they do, but Phil could, and so he was just such an incredible teacher but i I'd taken basic and then i had I, w- I was d- asked to repeat it whoa. <laughs> That was a great thing. And then, so I had taken basic twice, and then I got Phil for intermediate. And um, I still think, because they were teaching the classes up at that church on Highland and Franklin.
0: Yeah, Scientology. And that's where I
5: took the class with Phil. And I just loved him immediately. And I knew him from the Pee Wee Herman show. And he was, of course, I knew him from coming to the Groundlings. So I was a huge fan of his. And he changed my life really like he 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 could explain i remember he you know he had exercises he talked about taking like uh we had to do like a warner brothers cartoon character and mash it with a family <clears throat> member we know intimately and come up with a character that's just half of each thing like how just how to do it like he just told you how to do it and he had a great laugh and he was so supportive of everyone and um, and then after that, we became friends and we hung out a lot and we became really just friends on our own. And then I, and it was very exciting to know him. And then when he got on SNL, it was such a big deal. It was so exciting.
3: Yeah. And, um,
5: <laughs> and sure. then when I got on SNL, I really felt like I had a big brother at the show. Like it was just so great to have him there. And he would bring me in his office and kind of explain the things that were happening at SNL. Like I felt like I had somebody had my back. It was mm-hmm. great.
1: Wow! What wonder! Yeah. nice. It was it was Lorraine Newman as far as the groundling going to SNL, and then yeah. then it was John Lovitz. John Lovitz, and then it was Phil. Hello. Yeah. And maybe you were the fourth. <laughs> Hello.
5: Was I the fourth? I guess maybe. Maybe not. There's I'm not a lot, sure. I think.
2: Also, maybe. Phil was great at teaching the hosts how to read the cue cards. Oh yes, he was. Without he making was it was look like uh, you're looking at the cue card.
4: Yeah. The gold standard of. Yeah, he really reading. knew how
2: to cheat. Well, you know. <laughs> And uh, and also, uh, cause I forgot to tell you this, I don't know if it'll ever come back to me. So, um, <laughs> so you are just <laughs> taking yeah, the time in the world. Yeah. So um, Phil's office was next to ours. Close anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I would go in there.
5: <laughs> On the same floor. This same is floor. back
2: in the, ni- I can't same remember, floor. it was back in the 1900s. So I would go over to, um, Phil, every time I went over to Phil's office, it seemed like he had a different hobby he was doing. You know, he'd either be painting one week, he had the easel in there, and books on how to paint, and different, uh, you know, uh, paints. And, and then the next week I go in there, he's learning how to play the blues guitar. Paints were <laughs> gone, the paints were gone. And then the next week he's sailing, and the next week he's flying an airplane. Yeah.
5: But he did all those things he, well. He was really an artist.
2: I know, I know. He, he did, did album covers. He did America's album he
5: cover.
4: He, you and know, he, was, still he was the only... I think i have this right and i'm sure you guys will correct me if i don't he was the only cast member who got a writing credit yeah right mm-hmm. and it was because he had actually come to the show as a guest writer the season before you guys joined
1: when paul rubens
4: hosted the show mm-hmm. and um and he came with paul and and um and then and john john and, and phil were friends from the groundlings and, and and was pushing him but but he suddenly remember, remember it wasn't it, it was kind of amusing to us that um that sometimes the, the cast would kind of notice the fact that they were doing a, an awful lot of writing in some cases more than phil but he was getting a writing credit yeah. none of them were and and a, and Phil did have a really full life with all these hobbies and interests. He like lo- he loved to sur- he was a big surfer, and mm-hmm. and uh, a snow Isler skier. Later. Yeah. yeah. And like kind of like you know, sports you wouldn't necessarily size him up and and read him for like an adventure guy, you know. But he um, <laughs> Conan Conan used to tell me that Phil would call him up like uh, on a Tuesday and go, Hey Conan, let's go. Let's, you want to go skiing up in Stratton? It's like. uh... <laughs> Phil, we have a show this week. It's like, well, well I'll have you back by read-through. <laughs> it's like, but, but we have to write the show. That I mean, that's what read-through is. It's the reading of the pieces that the writers write. <laughs> you should know this. You're a writer, you know? And it's, oh, come on.
3: Come on, it's one week.
4: And, and you guys, like, I'm sorry. It, it, why is it funny to me? But um, it is funny. It is you guys funny. wrote an awful lot of stuff. Didn't get a writing credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Phil. Yes. I was good. one
5: of the people who complained, by yeah. the way. So, but. but <laughs> and I think Phil, they said just Phil gets that.
2: Well, I did get a writer's credit, Jim. My first year there was Because you a came history. on as a
1: writer feature. Okay, that's oh. right. But exactly. when he, once
4: you were promoted to So then I was given the opportunity. Promoted. Well, it was like, well, welcome let's, to your smaller business. Let's, let's back up
1: a
2: little bit. <laughs> i'm going to tell you a very brief story for the next 45 minutes i had a um, <laughs> no at the second uh season Lauren said um we could either make you a cast member or you could say feature and keep your writing credit i oh. said well i guess you know what i gotta do so i took the cast member and I, I yeah and i we all kept writing and none of us got credit because Lauren said uh we're about you know getting paid these the writers got paid more right jim uh, yeah. And the actors. Yes, the <laughs> yes. writers.
1: We, yes. yes. yes, we could that's go make true. money you know, outside the show. Yeah, yeah, you, know yeah, you but, And, you by, could the go, way, and
4: yeah. by the way, it, I mean, it is to the advantage of performers to write for themselves. It is. Right? I mean,
2: yeah. you get And a lot the, the, of the
5: writers. Of that.
2: <laughs> but but well, wait. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: You hit me there, but Jim.
2: This uh, one, I
5: love how this just devolved into us arguing about. <laughs> said, so wait a
1: minute, Julia. You, Julia, you, you wrote know what? on the show. Would have said. I'm only hearing this now. You wrote all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Lauren, Lauren
2: said the writers aren't going to go on and make a lot of money like we are. So cut to Conan O'Brien, uh, Greg Daniels, <laughs> Dave Mendel. Yes, exactly. you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah.
5: By the way, Phil would have loved this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> he would
2: no have been all have over.
5: Laughed it.
4: Harder. But but yeah, it 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 was true that that the the feeling was um, that that cast members, A, it was to their advantage to write for themselves if it, it helped help them, you mm-hmm. know, their image. And B, they were yeah. gonna make money in movies yeah. and so on that in a ways that writers can't.
1: Well. Jim's Jim's sure. the uh, he was the he was the Jim boss. was the head writer yeah, I, when I was there, yeah. and um, he was making three hundred twenty-five thousand a week. Or, or, I I may mean, have got that wrong. I know? don't.
0: Now I think what happens, Julia, is when you and Kevin and Dana, we um we would lose the writing credit, and be cast, and then you thought you'd get this cavalcade of sketches written for you, and then you go, wait. Right. So I exactly. still, I guess I still have to write because no one is writing well, the, for me. The, and that's, that's what it always is. So anyway, but getting I've back to the anyway,
4: the audience no, loves not this yet. conversation. Not yet. <laughs> Wait, the, uh, the other half of that though is, <laughs> yeah, it's not just that Phil was the only one who got a writing credit <laughs> yeah. and hence the salary and like mm-hmm. an Emmy or something. And at oh, his own
1: office. But, yes.
4: But
3: <laughs>
4: by, it wasn't even close <laughs> in terms of who, which cast member did the writers write for? Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was and Phil. and he like, like, yeah, yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. yeah.
5: He was and like so, the writer and the star okay, and all the writers from if, This it, is turning this against there.
0: Phil. It
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unexpected turn. We'll be back. We'll be back while we reset the stage. Yeah. With our, our backup uh-huh. guests will be out in a moment.
0: Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm-hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know. Yeah. Figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. I hate to say it. Price yeah. matters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while.
1: Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David. And find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail.
0: They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand they have some of the highest quality standards in the industry.
1: Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or
6: <laughs> or, or Zendaya, Zendaya.
1: Or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Niles Jewelry Experts can help you find the perfect gift. David?
0: They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions. Like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? (laughs) Those are the technical questions. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want, they can fit in your budget.
1: Yes, it's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because um you know it's it's a subjective thing and the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You give right. them a little information and they'll go Sapphire. It's hard to
0: roll down to your local strip mall and go, yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah, not what you Yeah,
1: or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant, and it's like, <laughs> they're flipping hot cakes, and I'm trying to find my loved ones Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. You can feel great about your purchase, because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose.
0: No, mm-hmm. just in case, you got 30-day... Returns, mm-hmm. shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of
1: the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Can we just, on the writing thing, I'm we, trying to, to diffuse I, it. I got some, I got <laughs> <to> <laughs> think I just want to say this: what when, when Kevin and I did Hans and Franz, or stuff that you'd put yes, out, love those guys. Yeah. Do you put out there as a tip list. Do you remember? <laughs> Anybody remember you, you guys remember that? Uh, Jim was a perfect example of the cast writing, and then Jim became a fan of the sketch, along with Robert Spiegel, and was a big contributor. But, yeah. you know, we designed the template.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah. Phil played the but, funniest uh, role in those characters, Helmut.
1: Well, Hans and Franz were like these idiotic bullies and uh, egomaniacs, paranoid schizophrenics. I remember. And they... <laughs> Phil came on as the brow beaten um, helmet, this very sad sack, uh, with a droopy prosthetic to you know make him look really pathetic. And that was the brilliant thing about Phil; he could come on and almost be like a silent clown in this, you know, very contained. And there was a lot of melancholy around. Hello, I am Helmet. I am Helmet. I am Helmet. (laughs) And Helmut, turn around so we can see your buttocks. Yeah. You're lucky we don't have a campfire here. Your buttocks are like marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> if you took your belt off, you'd cause a flabberge. <laughs> I could flick you with my little finger and you would fly across the room and land in your own baby poop. <laughs> This is the sophistication of the writing. Yeah. This, that was Jim Downey's line. I gotta say, Jim's like, "How did you not get money for writing that stuff?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> it also, his was the perfect embodiment of Pumpa Toot. Jim, you yes, remember that? Sir. I, I guess so. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of lot of water over the dam, but yeah. Jim, now, when, when, when you... when, that was funny shit, man. That that was the kind of thing where. You, I mean, you guys walked in with that and, and Smigel and I both really uh, responded to that. And uh, so we would, you know, occasionally, you know, oh, how yeah. about throw you a great. line or something. Yeah. But, That's uh, the
1: best. That's when the show really is working. When that But, no, but that,
4: that is, I mean, you know, the writers, the, it's a really a performer show. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know it from the credit system, but <laughs> uh, it is. The performers are the leading edge of that show. And and a performer, you know, can lift a mediocre script. Um, You know, a a great script can't necessarily work if the if the performer doesn't have something, you know. But um, the the um, and anyway, we're on strike now, so we're not. (laughs) Is it illegal what we're doing
1: right now? I'm
2: I'm in.
4: (laughs) No, that did cross my mind. By the way, am I?
1: (laughs) Is this? Was Fran Dresser? Hey, uh, was she a groundling? Or? <laughs> <laughs> what if she's in the audience in a
0: in a mask? So anyway, <laughs> Phil.
1: So no, I uh, have a
0: question, Downey,
1: and you don't have to
4: answer anything. I have else. a friend dresser, a very funny Fran dresser story. <laughs> <director. laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm all ears. Yes. Well, it's, it's it, it, it if you have to know Al Franken,
1: but it was Man. a dinner. Dana I, it's Al.
4: Al. Al had 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 wanted to be very badly to take over update. And this was at the time when, when, um, um, the, when in fact, Norm McDonald, Nor- Norm McDonald, yeah. over, and so and, and Al was like really making his case as Al would would do, you know, relentlessly over a long period of time and talking to lots of people, and so finally, um, Lauren said, um, "Well, if it's not going to be Al, we need to tell him," and and so we 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 it was one of these, you know. Uh, posh Italian restaurants. And so, and it was me, Lauren, and Al, and we got to dinner and we finally get around to the, oh. it's like, so what, what is it, what's it gonna be? <laughs> and it's like, um, and it's like, um, Al, we, we um, Jim Jim was thinking,
3: that, it's not, you know, that kind of thing.
4: And so we had just gotten done telling Al it's it's, the feeling is that it would be with you, it, it would be good and certainly it was, certainly would have an attitude, it would have a you know, uh, uh, a political edge. but maybe we want it, we want it to be uh, not partisan, just sillier. And, and Al was like, "Wow, and he was, Al was very upset, and he was just starting to vent, and Fran Drescher, who had been at the next table was like, "Hi!") <laughs> And it was just, it's said, Lawn! And I, I don't do the friend Drescher voice, obviously. <laughs> but it was just, she, I mean, I think she's great and funny thing, but it was just the worst timing. <laughs> it, just, it just stepped right on Al's plaintiff's uh, thing. But um, I'm sorry, I just sparked that when you- uh,
1: You told me two things earlier, we, a little birdie told me. Uh, um, two things about Phil and Sarah Night Live. One was- you know, one, one
4: was, I'm certain this is true uh, of that. Phil was probably in more pieces than any cast member in history, especially now that the casts are so huge. Yeah. I mean, when you guys were there, mm-hmm. it was, it was yeah. more like eight, Eighth. nine.
1: What know, kind maybe? of money is the cast making now? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I'm just, I'm A no, lot we, of money. We don't want to go there credits again, Credits and everything. <laughs> okay. No, the, the uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil was in, would, would be in so many pieces. Yeah. Um, that, that our running order would be determined by his wigging requirements <laughs> right so that after you guys after we would had that lap we the, sh- the way the show works is on on the last rehearsal the studio breaks at 11 o'clock on friday night and and uh, i would i would be up there in lauren's office with lauren and, and mainly the heads of the departments like the set and and costume departments and 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 making sure you know hammering out a running order for dress deciding which sketches would go where Mm -hmm. in the order and and based the way it worked was we we would have our our ideal order based on the comedy and the flow and let's you know this is a big full casting open with that and then we you know this is a a a smaller piece that that'll be a nice segue and then we film here to transition something and um the way it works is is you know it's like a swiss army knife where we we have if we're producing like 13 pieces in this fairly tiny space um the sets the same space has to serve as the as the base for like three sketches in the course of night so the Mm -hmm. the sets have to be assembled taken down a new set brought in and something has to be entertaining the audience while this is going on so you have film and other you can't do it during a sketch anyway No one ever envisaged uh, a a problem where it would be a performer. Like, amazingly, they found a way to, you know, to build, like, a Roman Colosseum piece during a film, little two-minute film, and then remove it and turn it into, like, a, uh, you know, modern restaurant. But the problem is, like, can can you get from, like, Roman Colosseum to, you know, Orso or something? Yeah, we can, but uh, wardrobe has the has the problem, and it was Phil's hair, because <laughs> Phil yep. was in every piece, and so if it was like a bald pate, um, you know, it, it does take time to to get on if he's if if he's going to be bald, mm. and and so we finally got to the point where just put him in a fucking bald pate and put wigs on him all night. Every
3: night, night yeah. <laughs> right. So a lot
4: of times he but. But what we used to, um, he literally, we could, like, we'd have a running order there, perfect, and then Tom Broker, who was one of the costume people, would go, um, now I've got a film problem going from <laughs> that to that. And it was only because he was in every fucking piece.
5: And he yeah. was so organized. I remember him bringing me yeah, in, very... and, like, he had this binder, he had, yes. he yeah. had mm-hmm. things for every uh, sketch, like, and there, you know, the actors weren't that organized. Well, you weren't, if you weren't in, as many sketches as he was in but he would have he'd be like in eight sketches in a show like routinely
4: i'm trying to remember if he ever had a light show and 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 cast members that was a thing that we we kept from you people to the extent we could but (laughs) but sometimes lauren would lauren would go um you know kevin's really light in the show does any you know anyone have and and often (laughs) I'm saying, for example, sure. it could have been Dana.
2: Uh, that was my choice, by the way. it wasn't
4: Dana very often. <laughs> <up. laughs> but, no, but, but, but I mean, you know, and it would just be, it was the luck of the draw, except in, in the case of Phil, it just never, he never seemed to have, and I don't, I don't remember, although an interesting fun fact about Phil is that he never appeared even one time on Update really Uh, he was the only cast member who never did uh he managed to get through however many seasons he did they couldn't get the wig on him in time they couldn't do it (laughs) and and he finally did when he came back to host the show after he he left he came back and, and he did frankenstein an update.
1: This oh, might be yeah. a good time to look at something for fun. You yeah. We have a little clip of Phil as Frankenstein. It was Frankenstein? I want to Peter. Jim wrote that, didn't you? was Tarzan, Kevin played Tarzan
4: with Jack Handy, and I would write. Jack
1: games. and Tonto was John Lovitz. And
4: yeah, I, it, for <laughs> the Phil idea was, was it wasn't the idea was it started with we were going to do a piece uh, about cavemen Christmas caroling, and and it was the idea of cavemen dropping out the I guess it's the indefinite article so the and 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 stuff so away in manger no crib for bed you know that that was the way they would sing and then then it became like um Tarzan tar- the thing with Tarzan was Tarzan you know Tarzan would 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 speak like that with that kind of diction, but then suddenly throw like some highfalutin you know word at you like tarzan see white hunter come on escarpment <laughs> you know and it's like what and and uh so we had you know tarzan was the same kind of idea and then uh and Tonto, you know so anyway it was just that people who talked
1: yeah. anyway we have like a 45 second clip no, good. no that's good <laughs> we do have a short clip
0: Excuse me, Ms. Fulmer, Frankenstein, not understanding question.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. The INF treaty it outlaws uh, medium-range nu- nuclear. Excuse me, nuclear missiles. Uh, at least that in the European theater.
3: Bill's <laughs> 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 break. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin,
4: <laughs> sassy.
3: <laughs> so that was.
1: I couldn't see that, but was that where the set literally? Yeah, started and getting? then Phil lost it. He
5: came crawling. And he out. never he, did that. He never, he that never broke. Yeah. He was that was
1: the only time he broke. And it broke hard. <laughs> Jim, did you see thinking- his uh,
0: audition? Uh, Phil, you, you probably watched yeah, all of there, our yeah. auditions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was our You're boss. all great. Do you still
4: look at him? No. I don't regret any of the choices.
3: We've
4: made. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know
0: that. Thanks, Dad. And Phil, you, yeah. so what happens is you guys, usually you and Lauren, every, they hear about someone. To, to get as far as an audition, it takes a lot, right? So they're already probably pretty good just to get in front of you guys. So by the time you see Phil, you've heard a lot. He was, was he hired before oh, Kevin and Dana? No, same, we all came on at the same time. Oh, we were all right. on the same show. You're not paying
2: attention, man.
0: I was, <laughs> I drifted off in the middle. Uh, he, so, might, he might have
4: technically been in the discussion just because of the, Paul. he had been at the show the oh, year right, before. Oh, right, right, right and john lovitz was,
1: was john was had to talk him into idea. it he he didn't want to he, i didn't know that yeah. really
5: he didn't want to what
1: be a cast member i mean when i met him he was a, a supposedly a writer and and john kept That's going, right. That's he's what... the funniest he's the greatest you have gotta hire him you know <laughs> <laughs> and john's really new. he'd seen him here you know well they yeah. worked well, together, they worked here. together here. yeah yeah they did pieces They're, didn't they yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Julie, did did Phil recommend you? Was that any, or you just? I don't
5: think so. I mean, did you audition right here? Yeah, I auditioned here. Like
1: where physically? I, I, I like the time machine. <laughs> like no, around moving.
5: this whole area. Like right, right there.
1: Here. Wow. Was and, I here? Was I right here? <laughs>
5: <laughs> You're right there, cheering me on. I remember it was between me and Lisa Kudrow, and when I got it, I thought oh, she's great. I really hope that Lisa has a career, <laughs> because she deserves something. She's something so good.
1: scraps it just shows you you never know in business you never know but you came on did you bring when your of tricks it's Pat did you have that yes. here? I,
5: I had done Here, but I'd only I had this character that I'd done many times here called Mia culpa, (laughs) and I thought that was going to be my big you know character. And (laughs) well, and but then Pat, I'd only done one sketch here as.
1: What was Mia culpa like? It was
5: just a character. She apologized for ten seconds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, she's an apologist. I I
5: talk like this, and she just said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so sorry, I'm sorry." (laughs) Anyway, anyway, oh yes. (laughs) But anyway, that's Mia. Play and I won best play of the LA Weekly. Like I thought, okay, I have my character and I could not get this character on. In fact, Al Franken said he thinks I... I did more sketches trying to get that character on than any other person he'd ever seen. I think I tried to get on 15 sketches as Mia Culpa. And then huh. I thought, you know what? They don't like this character. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> How did did you it re- get to dress or you just did it at read-through? Did it ever get to dress? or No, no, okay. just never, read through. no. Just read-through. just
5: read-through. But <laughs> then Al put it in his movie in um, Stuart Saves His Family. He had me play that character. So you were good as enough, a compensation, strong so enough. So I finally got uh, to do it. All right um but no i'd only done pad yeah. i had done pad here as a down left but um
2: how did you come just, up with the name Mia culpa what does it mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> just in a just common it's what about name. Culpa.
0: jim julia <laughs> kevin um no, no you know, know names. i'm saying we should add name i was takes. gonna say i remember what we don't talk about a lot is the commercial parodies and some of my favorite ones were Colon Blow. <laughs> Colon and Blow. And that yep. was pure. That was, Phil was the star of that one. He did my first thing I ever wrote, was Chia Head. Uh I don't know. Uh, Kevin, were you in that? I think you were in that. Yeah. And Chia uh, Head. Chris Rock. Were you in that, uh,
5: Julia? <laughs> I like think Chia Head? Yeah. I don't think so.
0: Okay, Chia Head, I think Chris Rock was. And, I, and Phil did that. And then um, I think he did uh, Salon. There's a couple more. So I remember. Change Bank. Did, oh, did he do Change Bank? You well, did Change Bank. Well,
1: Jim was yeah. the announcer for Change
0: Bank. That's was, like when you tell Reggie Jackson that he had three home runs, Jim goes like this. Oh, yeah, I remember Change
1: Bank. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was your... How would you describe Change Bank? Yeah. It was a very quiet digression, a, a bank, a commercial for it a was, bank.
4: It was just a guy. <laughs> a guy, a not, not very mediagenic guy. <laughs> way too excited about something that he was the most excited person about, and it was explaining something at great length that everyone gets instantly <laughs> without the explanation and that's just something that always made me laugh as a writer just like um you know, no you don't understand it'll be great because um you know like like uh, I remember wrote a wrote a, uh, wrote a piece one time about um uh, the the female owner Joan Crock who was like uh, <laughs> the, it was it, she owned the who she owned the Padres oh Ray Crock's widow somebody yeah. anyway she was giving it a, a, uh, uh, she was I'm giving a, a yeah. to talk <laughs> right. to the team yeah. to the baseball team and saying and and you hitters tonight hit a home run hit a home run and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why um, cuz when you hit a home run you get to run around all of the bases. <laughs> true, true. You know, and so, and, and you know, the, I don't know, I was just, but Change Bank is like
5: that. that Do a new little new Change in. Bank for us. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> change,
0: change
4: Bank, bank Change think.
0: Bank, I Change Bank. But They don't I know don't. the idea is people bring change in. Right?
4: The a bank mean,
1: would make you change. A bank, a bank. No, the never... only
4: thing this bank did was to actually make change. <laughs> <laughs> and so and it was just a. You it. An art, and I. It's <laughs> funny. Well, I wrote it in, for Kevin. I wrote the part with Kevin playing it. And I remember, and maybe you forgot. Because I this, was late
2: in the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Was, we're gonna be, um, we'll be right back.
4: <clears> the plan. Now, what is I was, but, and, but Kevin. I remember. I remember. The, um, I, I was getting very notey with the performance thing, and, and you were the one who suggested that I do it instead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and wow!
4: And, I, I, it and then it became I became
2: much lighter in the show.
4: Just <laughs> <laughs> so making yourself even lighter. Well, um, but no. But I mean, it, it, it was. I remember you were saying, it, Jim, no hard feelings. You seem you have very specific ideas about this and i mean you could do it why, why do not you do it and and i was i was sort of was thinking like, why don't
5: you just do it
4: <laughs> it wasn't that it wasn't that tone at all but but um
5: no i'm not Do, mad. do, a, little I'm not mad.
4: do a little bit of it
5: yeah show us how great it well, is well i mean <laughs>
4: I mean, it was. By the way, it was like thirty was in 1988. So twelve plus. It's 35 years ago. That's a long cool. ass time ago. Easy, easy.
2: But it was. Um... Maybe we
3: don't have to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, no,
2: know no. When oh Frank would do your cold open, Jim. Let me bank. hear it. I'm this close to doing it. If you don't do it,
1: <laughs> it's just like if you want <laughs> well, change for just, a dollar, it we it can give you like, ten dollars. It, it opens Where? with a graphic like
4: um, at first, at first Citywide Change Bank. We do one thing. We make change, and it's like um, you can you can bring us in a ten dollar bill, a five dollar bill. And we will give you change. You can bring it a five dollar bill. We'll give you five singles, uh, 25 qu- uh, 20 quarters, uh, fifty dimes. You know, and I'm explaining. And I'm like, many people don't realize the the sheer variety of change combinations that are available. And, and it was that was just it was That's just an crazy. excitable
1: guy talking yeah. about it. All right, we have a clip of Change Bank. No, i yeah. Oh, I thought we did. Oh, they're disappointed.
0: We, okay. Did he do The Car You Can Fuck? Was that one? The Car oh You
4: Can God. Fuck? Is that one? Who is was that? That's, that sounds like something we did, but I don't... I thought that was... <laughs> sounds like I know a we did. Bonnie and Terry Turner wrote a really funny piece. It was about a car, a car. It was called The Chameleon. Yeah. And it was a luxury car that no one would steal... Because it was like inside, it's like, you know, plush leather and, and just the finest, you know, mahogany glove box and, and all yeah. this stuff, super, super. But the exterior was rust and bondo. Yeah. And and, and uh, it was just designed to look like, like a, a piece of it. crap yeah, yeah. that wouldn't get stolen. <laughs> yeah, I
0: remember that
4: one. All right, well, here's some Phil. And Phil was in that. Yeah. He was in
1: everything. Yeah. Phil sure was... Then loaded and he was always great okay well uh, we have a lot of clips uh do you want uh, okay david you can decide you can you read those i don't want it to be a sketch mm-hmm. what he did with me <laughs> oh. <laughs> well oh
0: yeah why Church chat. why don't you do uh, <laughs> well do uh show the rest of that frank sinatra we showed earlier that was a big one oh, Fred, okay, the sinatra okay. group. all
1: right let's talk about that for a sec um if we'd done McLaughlin group on the show, and then the idea was to have a Bonnie and Terrier done a Frank Sinatra sketch with Phil, who did a great Frank Sinatra. And then the inspiration I don't know, if you, I don't know, if Robert, know where it was Robert Smigel, probably. Yeah. So it's if you haven't seen it, it's Frank Sinatra has a kind of a, a news talk show, and he's very critical of everybody. That's all you really have to He so. hates his <laughs> It's Phil in all his glory. <laughs> In and this yeah, particular Billy sketch, Billy
0: Idol is played by Sting. I think it was. Sting. That's it was right. Sting Jan
1: Hooks was Sinead O'Connor, and we had uh,
4: Mike Myers and and oh, Vicky Steven as, as Stephen Eade. Yeah. yeah. Chris
0: Rock was Luther Campbell. I was long, not yeah. in
2: that sketch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, let's look at it. Look at it. <laughs> let's <laughs> go to a so, clip. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Show
4: gardener
5: who would you rather nail <laughs> i'd by myself because i got them both also <laughs> mm. bloody stupid old fart you're all talk blunder you want a piece of me i'm right here don't provoke me old man you don't
4: scare me i got chunks of guys like you in my school <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh okay that was <laughs> it was the same clip from before i think there's a, think oh, there's a legal Randy, reason then, uh, they're so short. Uh, well, let's see if we can get lucky with the next one. Uh, Phil, Kevin, do you want to look at the air? Yeah, just hold it up. Just hold it up over there. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kevin, we don't have a clip, but you did Siskel and Ebert. I saw what? that
4: on on a. Uh, what oh,
0: that happened was to was that funny? What was that one? What about?
4: happened to Johnny Carson and McMahon?
0: Johnny Carson and McMahon. That's, okay, and McMahon. Have, that's, that's a closer. That. that feels like a closer.
1: okay. All right, you're right. A closer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we should we take them when break. we can johnny mastermind. carson me doing that with phil hartman was one of my favorite things. yeah how about reagan reagan master reagan, reagan
4: mastermind yeah that was that was written by virtually the entire writing staff this
1: it was, was should we this was phil hartman playing ronald reagan the doddering fool, and then the guests would leave, and then he would switch the whole war room out, and he'd speak ten languages, and he became yeah, yeah. incredibly sharp. Yeah. So It, it was, was a two out
0: of for Phil. Always faking being dumb, and then when the doors closed, he'd be smart. I remember, yeah. I think I saw that before I came on the show. Yeah, that
5: was before mm-hmm. I, was on. I thought. Should we look at it? Yes, let's look at it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it the great countries are the countries we sell arms to. <laughs> the great countries are the countries where we wash our money.
1: In blue countries, excuse me, Mr. President, sir. Yes. Sure. Eleven thirty photo opportunity. The little
3: girl who sold the most Girl Scout cookies. Damn. Okay, let's get it over with. Everybody out. Well,
0: Lisa, you're yeah, that good as sales, lady. Maybe I could use you up on Capitol Hill. Well, it was nice
1: meeting you. Come on, Lisa. Come on. Damn, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: when did you phase Dennis out of sketches, Jim?
1: <laughs> Dennis looked
0: pretty was cool Dennis. with his hair. I thought that was you at first.
1: Uh, we were, yeah, we were interchangeable. Christ's Dennis, did my hair slick back in a pompadour on that it's a piece of tape? Okay. He was uh, asking some impertinent questions
4: about a writer's credit. And we decided to make an example
0: of it. <laughs> no. Wait, Kevin was telling us about Siskel and Ebert. We don't have a clip, but what, what was that one? Uh,
2: it was not my favorite. I'll tell you that. I, just, I know that you brought that up. I, I even forgot I was in. You know, I thought you said you liked it. No, I never liked that. Oh, really? Oh, maybe I did. What was it about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: it's been 35 we, we years. We didn't do a and Ebert sketch, did we? Is this the show? These no are sense. people we're talking
3: about? Yeah. No.
0: Kevin <laughs> uh, and... Uh, Here's a little known
4: fact. A little Bill did a
0: Siskel and Ebert sketch.
4: We you did? You must have been there. Oh, later. I mm. would have been there, but I don't remember. You would have been there during that, Right.
2: Okay, start, stop arguing, man. What about arguing,
5: the um, Lovitz sketches? Yeah, um, Lovett, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do the ones Lovett where... Lovitz, he's a groundling, too. Come oh. on. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> John, Where is Lovitz? Why isn't he Why isn't he here? Isn't he here? John yeah. would be too emotional. He said, he yeah, he was too I emotional. talked to him today for yeah. an hour, and I heard... We him.
0: talked to him yesterday uh, yeah. on, in person at my house and, and about all this, and then he said he was too scared to... Uh, count me he would break down.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. He's
1: uh, too emotional, but he was, he and Phil were, when I first got on the show, I didn't really know him that well. We're just hanging out at Lauren's house and they always talked as gangsters to each other. What's up? Hey, I love <laughs> Minot, The producer said, is that all they do? Have you seen him do Have you seen him do anything else? He goes, all day long. We want a sandwich? Sure, boss, right over here, you know. <laughs> so then they wrote this sketch where it I, I, I kind of well, wish we showed these whole the sketches. Brownlee. They're so they they do it here. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Where Would John you, is the movie studio head and Phil is the washed up yeah. actor. And there's a, here's a short from movie. the '40s I, or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah they're in that whole we, mode.
2: Maybe I made too many of these war movies. Maybe I should take a rest. Well, uh,
5: I'm glad you brought that up, Johnny. I think you should take a rest too. A permanent one. What do you mean? I'm letting you go. You mean? Yes, your contract isn't being renewed. But Harry, i finished, Johnny. Don't mix words. I think it's steep. <laughs> Listen, Harry, you're unhappy with my work. Tell me now. You're through. You hear me through. You'll never work in this town again. Don't make me hanging by a thread. Look at the words. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the worst actor I've ever seen. And I get 500 dollars a day. Tell me the same.
3: What's the word on the street? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Glorious. oh yeah
1: so yeah they had a quite a wrap-up poll oh yeah this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy
2: celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds
6: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: Well, a lot of people ask me how I got on Saturday Night Live, and actually, they phrase it more like this: How did you get on Saturday Night Live? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then later on, but it's that like you were on Saturday? I was
2: more confused than Spade getting on there. I mean, I
1: I had nothing. I had not one
2: character. Yeah, it's true. Uh nothing going on for myself.
1: Well, what about? And I didn't sub- realize it was the height. Subliminal man, which you yeah was, that I had, you killed, had you killed on can you the first. Few bars? <laughs> Subliminal man, could you do a little bit of that? Because that was that was on the first show and it killed. You did it on update. Oh, you yeah. did the first show.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. me and Victoria Jackson and John Lovitz. Hey. And I was uh, it was a advertising. Uh, company and i remember uh this is my first sketch i've ever done and it's a little difficult because you have like two conversations going on and uh you really couldn't go off the cue cards because it's kind of rapid um uh dialogue and i'm standing there waiting to go on first time ever and lauren comes up alongside of me and he puts his hand on my shoulder like 10 seconds away he goes are you sure this is what you want that's very, a great one very Lauren to yeah. great Lauren. he
1: loved to scare us but it was hysterical in retrospect yeah 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 yeah. it'd be really like really nice if this was like funny you know right <laughs> but, I mean that yeah. was that was
2: Lauren's yeah that humorous. was so him but that character was basically you know he'd be talking about you know boy I'd uh, oh, you know I'd love to have dinner with you tonight you're treating you know if you want to um, you know hang out afterwards your place that'd be a lot of fun you know so it was always kind of yeah. Flipping what those was the one where the
1: audience would fill in the blanks? That I never did on that show. But I was in the audience at the Tonight Show that when we were living together, and I was one of the people. That was that, Merv Griffin. And you were Merv Griffin. Wow, <laughs> Jim was Arthur Treacher. Yeah, that was- anyone. No, <laughs> it was um,
2: that wasn't that was not SNL.
1: Though. That was a bit from
2: that was Carson. T- you,
0: yeah. you did yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'd that's be telling a, a story, one. true story. And um, I wouldn't ask the audience to um, fill in the word. I would just say, you know, it was, uh, it was crazy. I was driving home last night, uh, right out here on uh, Melrose. Melrose, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> and you know, I'm a little tired. I had like one drink, and I get, to, you know, it's late at night too. I'm like, time went. I was probably like midnight. Midnight. You know, midnight. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm telling you, uh, you know, I I've been in this town for a long time, but and I usually carry a little. Uh, cash cash you know in my car <laughs> but i'm telling you this was a little this is from the change bank actually mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> anyway it went on and on like that <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: kevin when these two guys were like uh, my favorite stand ups so when, when i was at the improv i'd always go watch them and then uh and i always knew kevin's jokes but
2: let's remember this is not about me this <laughs> this isn't about you <laughs> I thought
1: it switched halfway through. <laughs> I got a text. Uh, the topic is moving tar. No. Julie, do you have a... a oh, Jim Wait, has, Jim has hands- No, hands- I was Jim. just thinking of
4: something that actually involves, very much involves Kevin and Phil. To, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <it's pretty laughs> nice. you guys... Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, you guys um, remember that that I was pretty contained at the read-through table. Partly, you know, it's my nature. Partly, I I... You know, it's a matter of like I didn't want to, you know, you know I, I had to be. be you didn't like laugh a, a very a hard. Judge, I didn't laugh very hard. Yeah. There's one time I absolutely, a couple times at Damon Wayans' audition, I, I completely lost my shit, and then at um, when it was a piece that Kevin wrote, which I hope is well known to the audience. And I hope it's online, but it the first one was called The Hostage, and it was Phil plays like this this hopped up um thug in like a, a wife beater t-shirt and his hair greased back and you know, tatted up and everything and kevin is a like a straight-laced businessman who's tied up in in this 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 um rat hole apartment and and Phil's like um, waving this huge fucking gat in his face, going like, "If you're real smart, you're gonna play, you're gonna play ball. And these people are gonna come up with this rat, all right? Because I'm, I'm a mean motherfucker. I'm a bad apple, bad apple. I'm rotten at the core. I'm just gonna put the bullet in your head. Is, look at you." And so <laughs> and so uh, and so he's like, you know, super intimidating. And and then Kevin and Kevin says. I, I know. I'm. They're gonna get that ransom. Honestly. Hey, what's that over there? And he tries tries to escape. <laughs> Phil instantly, instantly stops it. And he goes, What the hell was that about? What are you <laughs> trying to do? I just got done telling you I'm a bad, bad mother. <laughs> And You're actually right, sir. I had no business doing that. That was complete. I was in the wrong. You're dead right, you're in the wrong. You're dead right. You see that? That's a gun. Bang, bang. Bullet goes to your head. And he goes, and so Kevin pledges and then immediately tries to escape again. So the whole thing was, the whole sketch is. Kevin repeatedly tried to escape after Phil threatens him. And then Phil <laughs> forgiving him up. and <laughs> like giving him another chance. But the topper
2: was at the end where, uh, his name was Mace, by the way, in there. Mace, and yeah, he bad, says, bad, no, bad. I got to go to the bathroom. Are you better <laughs> not leave. Well, I- <laughs> yes. So he goes
3: to the bathroom.
2: I got I to hit the head. <laughs> he would shut the door and uh, he had to sit down, you know, and, uh, he would everyone he would <laughs> he would push the door open just a little bit to <laughs> see if I was too you
3: better not leave
5: Oh God, that's a perfect film. Yeah. But he was great with that. <laughs> he was so that good. mace
2: was uh, great. And then we did another one with the peeping tom, Rob's the Peeping Tom. And he's, you better get it away from the window. I'm not gonna tell you again. He <laughs> said Jan, Jan, Hooks play, was, was a like
4: a prostitute, and Phil has just gotten out. You know, he's just gotten out of like a, a you know a, a three-year stretch or something. He's like, oh yeah, little lady. Mace, oh, yeah. mace is gonna take real good care of you. And she's like b- b- fighting us. <laughs> yeah, whatever, just get it done. And, and like he's like, <laughs> oh, oh bass is going to get it done, little girl. He's going to get it done really. Hey, hey, you. And it's <laughs> Kevin, little Kevin's head in the window. What the hell are you doing,
3: you freak? You sick freak?
4: It's okay, oh, and it's the same dynamic. But the thing that I was getting was, Kevin, I was astonished later. to I just assumed like, well, Phil. So is this a character Phil had done at the Groundlings or something? And and Kevin decided, hey, I have an idea for your Mace character for this piece, and and Phil just said, oh no, I just no. Kevin yeah. just wrote the script and
2: I was just interpreting. I thought he it. did a character named Mace here. No, no. Mace he? No, he he was one of the
5: after I a few so. times. Well,
2: but then he is talented. But you know,
3: <laughs> but that was a
5: perfect that was a perfect Phil character. Uh, I mean, that I, I is so used, perfect. I used yeah. to
4: sit. You know, Phil would sit right next to me. I, I would do? sit. Yeah, I mean, I, me and Lawrence sat at the, head of the table, and Phil, with I don't know why, but maybe the writing credits, I think he sat right, <laughs> right at the right hand up at the table, and so he's doing that character right next to me, and there was something about it was like you know, that like kind of like accordion kind of that uh, kind of energy that comes. I mean, it was you couldn't sit just sit and you know quietly yeah. poker face that thing. It was. Um, but I strongly urge people to try to find it online. It should be.
2: Um, I have a copy at home. If anybody wants to see it, um, you
0: know, Kevin, you you did a sketch I thought was very funny once, please, it's Phil not about me. It. well, Phil, <laughs> Phil was in it. Yeah, maybe it was, uh Julia or Victoria, but um, it was waiters without a pad, and and for him oh, yeah, to it was be not me. for him to be. But I love that one. Kevin was the funny one in it, but Phil <laughs> underplaying his part is oh, always yeah. sells. The, the mm-hmm. other side of the sketch. And it's it's very hard to do. And then he's you're getting twice the laughs because you get a laugh and then he gets his reaction. He was so it's good funny. at that.
5: He totally understood what, what you were going for in the sketch and what was needed from him and how he could elevate the sketch. Mm-hmm.
4: We were just talking about that that piece yeah. earlier. I oh, really? bet you remember this moment in the piece where <laughs> it's Phil is. Kevin has shown up, he's super smooth, and, and it's an elegant restaurant. He's taking these complicated orders. And at one point, so he says, aren't you going to write any of this down? Oh, no, that won't be necessary. <laughs> and so, and so, so uh, Kevin leaves, and, 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 and Phil's like, uh, one, one of the guests is, wow, that's really impressive that he can mem- memorize all those complicated orders. And it's like, listen, he's, he's a professional at his job, and I'll tell you something else. Betty makes a damn good living at it
3: <laughs> just
4: do you remember that yeah. line the, the reading out it makes a damn good living let me don't don't kid yourself that guy he's sharp so
0: and, he never and writes runs. it down he gets it wrong every single time but,
4: but the joke the joke yeah. like a typical joke in the piece is like um um mm-hmm. it's like um would you like to start off with a drink and it's like so people are giving very specific, very memorable <laughs> drinks. Like, yes, i like a vodka martini right. with just a little bit of vermouth. Got and it. I want Got some it. Mm-hmm. Angostura beers. Nice and, the, and then, very nice. Then, <laughs> yeah, this. I love so Kevin's yeah, approving. <laughs> And then I'm doing absolutely, answer, but then, <laughs> absolutely. And then like uh, I'd like a, just a white wine, simple white wine, glass of wine. Okay, Chardonnay, that'd be excellent. And so, and then, um, <laughs> and then Kevin comes back. So they talk about how brilliant Kevin must be, and then he comes back. I'm here with the drinks: the um, cream de cassis red for bull, the lady, the yeah. red <laughs> bull, red <laughs> coke for the gentleman, <laughs> the. Um, Diet yeah. you hoo for the lady, <laughs> and for the gentleman, a creme de cassis. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not what I ordered. Uh, oh, it's like, really? No, it's <laughs> anyway, that was, hmm. so it's Kevin's refusal yeah. to write anything down.
2: My sketches seemed to escalate with the same premise. just more and more, you know, yeah. until it got so absurd. I remember the last order I took. Well, I don't remember it, but um, <laughs> the last bit was I would go off with their order no i swear to god i'll get it right this time i know exactly what you want okay i got it i got it i got it yeah don't worry about it at all and uh, and i leave and then uh, phil's uh, phone rings and he picks it up and then you cut to me i'm by the kitchen i'm sorry once again that was the tuna tartare <laughs> and the um <laughs> <meatloaf>. <laughs> no why did you just write it down <laughs> I, got it, I got it i got it i got it oh wait a minute
4: <laughs> i'm sorry for one of the nicest things you were dave you were talking about phil's contribution yeah it's at one point feels like um I think I'll give I'm happy to give you the order again. <laughs> but this time I think you might want to write it down.
3: And Kevin's like,
4: no sir, that won't be necessary. Friend.
0: Friend, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Friend is the one. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Friend. Listen, friend. Friend.
3: Listen, uh, friend. He's quietly
2: stewing and he's getting mm. it's boiling. And that was with Rosie um Ode- Rose. No? No, that was with the. Who's the. She had a talk show? Roseanne. Rose O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who That's I was a... dating at the
1: time. I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but what else did I do that was funny?
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> Kevin, I know one of yours that is thematic to this. I don't know if it got on air, but I, it always stuck in my head. It was the, the boxer who's really scared he's about he's in the he's backstage and he keeps getting phone calls from people asking where to park oh, and how yeah. to get tickets yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i always thought that was a pre- yeah, that was, uh,
2: premise that was a, uh, a very common thing on snl you spent more time trying to get your friends in make sure they had their tickets and they had okay. parking and you know um where whatever and where do you, where and, do you and, go and when you should <laughs> be working on your lines and remembering things and you know talking to wardrobe or whatever it's okay the tickets should be down there they're not <laughs> down there did you check with the usher yeah the guy on said um no i got nothing to do yeah i'm fine yeah go ahead go ahead so that was that yeah. I, I was
0: doing a boxer. gig uh doing stand-up just two weeks ago and i'm at a restaurant and sometimes you see the people at the restaurant when they're coming to the uh sold out theater or whatever it is so
3: <laughs> whatever.
0: it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Go to so. These, this this table full of like seven is sitting there and a the guy goes spinner I'm coming to your show tonight I go all right and then uh, <laughs> and then he goes I guess if you're here then the, the show hadn't started so, yeah okay so we we go through those and then um and then I get up to go. And I go, all right, here we go. And he goes, hey, we're gonna be a while. Can you tell him to keep seven open? I go.
3: Me? <laughs> I know.
0: So I gotta go over there and like lay across seven seats
2: <laughs> until you come Damn. over. Yeah,
5: that's my job now.
2: Anyway, do you remember when we would do the um, the sketch pitch ideas on Monday uh, yeah. afternoon at Lauren's no, yeah. office? Yeah. It was so small. You could, there was like. I don't know how many of us with Jim and everybody and Al Frank and we could barely fit in there, but Lauren insisted that we do in his <laughs> office. And his desk <laughs> took up like half of the office. Yeah. And we just all sit around cramped in there. And each we go around the room and Lauren would point and he'd go, Uh David, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, and you tell your idea. Dana. And then it would go around and Phil would always be so quiet in those things. And I don't know if uh if he I don't think he pitched an Did idea pitch? much. Yeah, I don't well, remember. And then Lauren I guess he had talked to Lauren uh, privately about his idea or whatever, but
1: he didn't have to pitch because he was always in everything. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But didn't you guys do fake pitches? Because like, if you did a really good pitch on Monday, then it was Jim ball- goes, oh, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Jim had so to decide, a- decide which ones were bullshit. When you go, Schneider's <laughs> like,
0: caveman afraid of caves. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: Tom Hanks, yeah. she'd
2: play the caveman. And,
0: uh, and I did his- the same
2: pitch. I remember pitching to Christopher Walken. Uh, and maybe Harvey Keitel, too, different shows. I said, My idea is this, Lauren. Um, it's a runaway truck stop, you know, gravel on mm-hmm. a steep hill. And there's a um, bar at the end of it. <laughs> and I'm the bartender. And walking comes in. Everybody comes in rattled, you know. And then, you know, it's just, it just writes itself after that. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I like it writes itself. Oh, nice. I would pitch that like, you know, all year and every time we were
4: going. They were, I should explain it to the audience that, that, the you know, the show, we gather, you have to have some kind of opening gun to signify, okay, we're, you know, we, we have to start doing the show. And that would be like Monday evening at like, they became later and later over the years, but they were supposed to be around like five or six o'clock. <laughs> and like, as Kevin said, that everyone crammed in the Lauren's, capacious but not for like 30 people size office and so people would be like sitting each other's laps. there'd be like 12 people on a single couch there and then i had a chair in the because i was the head writer producer and then the host had a chair and we were sort of you know at a angle and the cast
1: sat on the floor and then (laughs) they would go around
4: and laura go you know al um (laughs) and al frank who did the same joke for like which we all which would like um he'd go like um you know you know ladies ladies and gentlemen this week you know buck henry ah, next week steve martin
3: ah, (laughs) just to piss off i remember that yeah
4: but um (laughs) the, the um the most famous thing he from i remember from any host meeting was you know he would go through and then he'd finally ask the host like, uh, Steve, did, did you have anything you want to do? And, um, and it was Chris Walken. It was the first time he hosted. And uh, oh, yeah. we, we didn't really know, you know exactly what he's going to be like. Well, he just and so sat and stared out the window.
1: He didn't even look at us. He was <laughs> but, staring But at the he, but
4: his line, he said those oh, uh, Chris, did you anything you wanted to suggest? Ape suits are funny. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> when, no. No. No, no.
4: He said, "He said, ape suits are funny, bears as well."
1: No, that was what he said. Well, I don't know. The way I remember, he said, uh, "Bear suits are funny, and bears as well." (laughs) So for an hour, he processed that thought. (laughs) Bear suits are funny, and bears as well. No, I think I think it was more like
2: this bath suits are funny <laughs> oh and but you know su- what wow. <laughs> no here's what happened with that I think if I remember correctly the Russian circus was playing at Radio City Music Hall across the street and I think I remember that and I said maybe it'd be funny if uh, you know we, uh, we did something with that because they have bears over there and stuff and maybe some bears bath suits are funny you know? <laughs> but I could be wrong about that
3: <laughs>
2: did he host? I he hosted mean- right <laughs>
0: yeah he said bail suits are funny fun. and maybe a wayne's
2: world
5: actually that week that he was on i got a cat from him we started he yes
2: cat suits are funny too a,
5: no yeah. and i went to his apartment up on the upper apartment. west side we started talking about cats and he had a cat that had some kittens and i was living with a couple in brooklyn and they wanted another cat and also we were big fans of christopher walken yeah. and then he said well you know i can't do him but it was like come over and i will give you the cat <laughs> and I, was like, I was
3: like okay oh, and so then
5: i went up there and his wife is the casting director right um georgiana Wal- walken anyway she let me in and then i sat in the living room waiting it was like this townhouse and then he came in and said You've come to get the cat. And I said, Yeah. And he goes, I want to I, can't, I wish I could do him. But it sounds he goes, just like him. Yeah. I it was him. <laughs> I'm terrible at that. But anyway, he said, This cat is the most. The father of this cat is. He died from fucking. <laughs> And I said, he did? And he said, he got cat AIDS. Because he was such, he loved to fuck. He loved to fuck this cat. And I said, oh, and there was this cat That's nice. that was that from the cat. Like and he said, do you want to see a picture of the father? The cat! And I said, yes. And then he left and he came back with like an eight by 10 of a cat. And he was like, here is the father of the cat you're getting. This cat (laughs) couldn't stop fucking. (laughs) He fucked and fucked. And the cat you're getting is, he was sired by this cat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Love it. I like that impression.
2: I wrote a sketch uh, with me and Walken in it, and uh, you know, it was at the end of the show <laughs> as usual and um, wow. uh, mm. it, was, we, we, it had two things going on at the same time and Lauren came up uh, to me and he goes uh, you know you got two different kind of things coming at. I think you need to lose one and have uh, you know lose, a, lose Walken's thing and you go tell him tomorrow and uh, <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim and I were thinking uh, Jimmy were thinking <laughs> yeah. and um, so i told him and i said and he said i i don't know what um you know w- why that would happen and you know what is the best way we'll talk about it tomorrow you know and i don't see him for like three days and then he comes up to me it's like like we never stopped talking It goes right into the middle of the conversation again because you know i'm not sure if uh <laughs> it's the right thing to do or <laughs> it's like if he went back to his uh Kindergarten, you know, uh, kindergarten reunion. No, I just thought that you were grading on a curve. You know, I didn't know that you were. Uh... <laughs> and you smell like garlic all the time. Gotcha. Mm. Which is good. It's healthy. You know what, uh, Phil sketch I like? Not to bring it back to Phil, but um, Phil was there. The one where he was dancing with Jan Hooks.
1: So touching. Love is a dream. Oh, love is a dream. Uh, well, come here. Love is a dream. Who wrote please. that, Downey? Tom Schiller. Oh, Schiller Vision? Yeah,
4: it yeah. was a Schiller. Oh, yeah. It was a yeah. short Schiller film. Schiller
0: Vision, while we were screwing film. around. They had a, they, uh, one of those little Schiller Visions. This is, I, I have a bad neck, you know. And one of the reasons I figured out is because huh. in one of the things, it wasn't Julia, I don't think. We were at Central Park and we were paying off a joke where they dropped a bomb somewhere and then. Two older people are walking, wearing old makeup, and then they drop a bomb and it hits me on the head. So it's like way later, years later. And so he's above me with a ladder, and he's, he goes, this is a fake bomb, it's okay. Like, I think it's a real bomb. I didn't think it was a real bomb, I just thought it was something heavy. And I go, and you're dropping it really on my head? And he goes, yeah, it'll be fine. And I'm new, so I don't want to say anything. Drops this thing on me, cracks my neck, I'm like, oh my God, concussion protocol. Another take, another take, another take. It hurt so bad, it was jamming me like a turtle down. And then I go, is this man out of balsa wood? He's like, no, like steel, iron, and uh, kettlebells glued together. It was so heavy, and there was no thought about it. And then I walked down there going, I wonder if I'll have neck problems for the rest of my life. And, uh, and have you? Yes. When
5: Jan died and they played that at the end of the show, mm-hmm. oh, I was such a mess. Much, too much.
2: Yeah. Way to bring the show down, Julia. <laughs>
5: Wow. no because two really oh, the greatest not, no, funniest not, yeah. most wonderful people together they were, uh, they were, together. Yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. so fabulous together and it was mm-hmm.
4: it was the fact that that is, that schiller just decided to cast those two i mean the you know i, I mean it, it is an amazing thing to, to look at it, it hit you, it it not kind of knocked me for a loop too
5: I just feel so sad that we didn't get to know what Phil's career would have been. Mm. Like, I would have really enjoyed. Would have been busy. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. He was,
0: you know, that one where he gives Farley a hug at the end. I think it's when Chris left. Was it the Mm. very end of the show? Do you remember that, Jim? Oh, Mm. yeah. It it was when Phil's last show. It was Was Phil's last show or Chris's? Yeah, I guess. No, it was
5: Chris's, I think. Chris's last show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah you're right julia because everyone was
5: talking about chris leaving and i was going i'm also leaving <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like oh let's get a close-up of that
3: you get in
0: there it's
5: like i'm also leaving yeah.
0: <laughs> julia's like no tears
2: everyone everyone <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can do this
2: mm. yeah i always wonder about uh the career phil would have had too yeah. if he went on i mean certainly tom cruise wouldn't be
1: where he is right now that's for sure <laughs> Well, you know, it sounds funny, but Phil would have been someone to parachute out of an airplane and <laughs> hang off things, you know, because of all yeah. his hobbies. And... Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Hey, he mm-hmm. could have been a
1: good uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad.
5: Oh yeah. yeah I think he similar. could have. I think he had it in him to really yeah. do some. You
2: think I'm kidding around stuff? with you? No, I'm not kidding
0: around with you. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I think so.
0: If you're smart, you'll be smart. Jim, you were saying something. No,
4: saying? I was I was just saying it and probably I I never know. Um uh um what what strikes me as like some hot piece of news everyone in their audience like oh idiot yeah we we've known that i mean i was um i was always told and by people who claimed it know, that phil used to do looping for jack nicholson
5: oh, oh yeah he did
4: yeah when um because nicholson did. apparently got so lazy he didn't even want to go in and right. and, and re-record like a simple voiceover but and that, that Phil would come in and do it. Yeah, because. actually, that's
5: one of the first things he showed me is his oh, movie okay. for so, a movie. Yeah, right. no, he really did it, yeah. For the
1: movie, The Border, I believe, yeah. can I tell a short story that yeah. is, is this? So I'm at a par three. We do in have seven. the clip coming up, so. Oh, do we have a clip? <laughs> I'm at a par three in Studio City with John Lovitz and Phil Hartman. So we're, we wait, and then we wave on the next golfer, and it's Nicholson, and he hits it out of bounds and hits a car. Anyway, so then he's coming up to us, and Phil was very, just a gentleman, and goes, you know, Mr. Nicholson, I just want to say that I actually dubbed your voice for the movie The Border. And Jack Nicholson said, no wonder it was my only stinker.
4: (laughs) Ah! Well,
5: it was You mean as a a joke to be funny.
1: (laughs) It was a joke, and then we couldn't find John because he just got attached to, to Jack Nicholson. We're like, Where's John? We can't see you off. He went anyway. up that. <laughs> And how do you do it? Is it the method or what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm gonna follow you home. <laughs> Don't worry, he's one of my best friends. We talked today, he knows how I tease him. All right, any, um, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? I remember one time
2: um, I know? did a movie with Sandler uh, called Anger Management. <laughs> couple of people remember Nicholson anyway I played a lawyer and Nicholson was uh, in the scene it was a courtroom and um, and I'm doing you know the scene as a lawyer just throwing a tennis ball at somebody or something and then uh, Sandler told me that Nicholson came up to him uh, like a year later and he goes how's that lawyer friend of yours doing he was like he thought I was a real lawyer (laughs) it's called acting acting
1: that's how good yep (laughs) <clears throat> but so, um you're to, wrapping up the whole phil thing to yeah. sum up yeah um yeah we've done a lot of zooms so which is going to be a two-part two-parter yeah. and um part episode we've just uh shined a light on phil's greatness and uh jim anything else you're looking we, at there we love him and we miss him well, I so nice. still stories.
0: reading that tiny piece of paper well
4: <laughs> it's it's remind it's reminding me of of things i mean um i what i was i his um, the best use of Jesus ever on the show. Was oh your yeah, receptionist. The receptionist. Yeah. Uh, like, and this is about. Yeah, and this is regarding. Um, yeah. And that, and Phil Phil and by the way Phil was apart from a lot of other things he was very devout Catholic and in a surprise to a surprising degree I remember he and i'm not Julia, and this isn't a, a criticism <laughs> oh, I'm but just, i'm but surprised he, to hear this i never knew that <laughs> he was he, oh he, he got very upset serious. when Sinead he o'connor got upset. ripped up he, the he got upset, mm-hmm. was
1: upset especially <laughs> we had written <laughs> pope. the pope didn't care i i know him so go ahead he
4: was fine with it um but no i remember i remember phil kind of shocking us it was al and i had written something for a debate piece he we was playing david brinkley and and it, it wasn't an important thing in the scheme of things but it was just sort of surprising that and he had never obje- had objected to anything before um but it was about um remember i don't know for those old enough to remember david brinkley he used to do editorials <laughs> uh as part of the news and and his thing was he was kind of a sour kind of seen it all kind of right david brinkley yeah he just sounded weird and but he he just but he was supposed to it was his is what was entertaining about him was he was so cynical but so it was just him commenting it's like peter jennings played by tom hanks turning to um to david brinkley for commentary and it was just like it, it ended up in this thing about you know uh, you know, life is just, you know, this awful um, uh, veil of misery and it ends with we're food for worms, you know. And Phil all, practically refused to do it, not because it wasn't funny. It wasn't particularly funny, actually, as it happens. But it, <laughs> it was it's just that he just found it really upsetting the way it dealt with you know the the view of life or something, and it was it was religious. His objection to it was religious. And I never, I mean, you know, it's like when he told me, and maybe you guys know this. Um, when I was in college, I was a big fan of a group called Poco, which was formed out of uh, Buffalo Springfield, one of an offshoot. And Phil designed their album yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. In an earlier career, he was a graphic designer, and I actually totally remembered. The cover of the album he described goes, it's one, it's a thing with a cabinet where you're mm-hmm. seeing a collection of curio." and i go yeah i know what there's like a seashell and a thing and go, yeah that's the one
2: my, the phil F- my wife went to see america a couple of weeks ago and uh i didn't go and uh <laughs> I, I was i was you should have gone i was doing something you're
1: riding a horse with no name <laughs> sorry <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> that's, all and
2: I that's what i said i said you know phil hartman designed the cover for america that famous album with the three of them mm-hmm. in the front she didn't oh know. i didn't know that well yeah, she's sure. 30 years younger than me so she didn't know <laughs> no she um but it was you know, cool. she
4: does things with you that she doesn't want to do particularly <laughs>
3: <laughs> <It>
4: seems,
2: <laughs> seems That's to me true. once in a while that is true that is weird. true no i had just had surgery so i couldn't uh i couldn't walk actually <laughs>
0: oh. i forgot that, that makes part. sense i
5: just want to say phil had such an incredible design sense like his the way his house looked like like how mm-hmm. things were designed or how what the colors were on the wall like he really office too he was great with that like yeah. he had so many sides to him that
2: his office was the most tidiest office I know. ever. <laughs> right i mean you walk in there and dennis miller's too maybe i'm thinking of dennis i think it's dennis no. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Sorry. But I remember Sorry.
5: going to Phil's Hartman's house the first time here, and he just had one chair in front of the living room. Only had one chair in it and a TV. I was like, so you never have anyone over? Like it was just one <laughs> yeah. chair. Anyway, so, but it was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it was so specifically designed just for his.
2: Are there any clips of, of Phil we haven't seen? that they have, <laughs>
6: no. I, I mean, think, besides I that so. one,
2: twenty-seven
0: of them. I don't think we. I think we showed well. well, them all. Those are all spot. the sketches he did. Well, I'm. <laughs> unfrozen caveman is probably the
4: most famous yeah one. yeah i mean uh, so jack, jack handy yeah. m- went to for my money the best writer uh writer writer uh-huh. uh ever in the show what was, was um had a special um <laughs> he had a special connection with phil and and he just um he's the one who created unfrozen caveman lawyer and and um um the, uh, he Tunes, wrote yeah. Tuneses? but he also wrote the. Um, the Chef? He wrote the, the Charlton yeah. Heston Soylent Green.
3: Oh, yeah. Remember uh, the. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, he, had
1: uh, the, he had a great Charlton Heston. Yeah, he, that was one of the fun. What was the, the chef one. he did? That, uh, Anal, Anal Retentive. Retent- 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 oh, that was and Terry Turner. Terry Turner
3: wrote
4: that. Those, was so good. those are funny mm-hmm. as hell.
2: And the Peter Graves thing. Phil
4: wrote that. That was
2: a no, piece he actually wrote. Yeah.
4: I wrote The Acting Teacher.
0: That goes, you're here, you're not here. What is it? This is something, yeah, this, this, is something. something. this is
1: nothing. <laughs> this is something, this is nothing. I, is you a, know, I was hosted, told it was based on an actual acting teacher. It's when he hosted. Yeah. I when he hosted I have to look with, at during Chris Katan, Will Ferrell. This is,
0: this is nothing. This yeah. is <laughs> so funny. I How just did saw it go it, again? I just saw it the other day.
2: It's not. So this was nothing oh. or something? This side? <laughs>
0: This one's something.
2: That's something. This, this is nothing. Is nothing. And that's, okay, I get this it. I get it. This I get it. Yeah. Makes sense to me. You'd
1: have to see it. But um. Well, we're going to take a short break, and, so and we, we to won't be back. back.
2: That's I how remember, that's how uh, this is one last uh, funny bit. Uh, <laughs> Any plugs? Whenever I would come into um, 30 Rock, and I see Phil getting off the elevator, we would talk like we were two. Advertising exec- executives. Every time we it was just like our way of greeting each other. Ted, how are you doing, Ted? I'm doing well. Dick. Hey, it's, uh, Trudy's up in uh, R and D. Why don't you go on up there and tell her we need some uh, AR down for this Colgate? Uh, I'll do that. I'll do that, Walter. Uh, um, otherwise, we'll see you down tomorrow at the uh, Squawset meeting. You know, <laughs> it's just stupid stuff like that. And um, it's got no real ending to this, but yeah. uh,
3: it's <laughs> a strong, strong start. start. Strong I mean, start. I memory. That.
2: Yeah. remember
0: when Downey get mad if you go uh hand me that johnson file (laughs) like if you made it too corny in a sketch you had to make it more specific
2: yeah Yeah. i like the way we finish big we're finishing big i like that we're
0: finishing big this is called a fizzle ending uh we have editing capabilities this will be no one will ever see this part one
2: last question jesus you recognize me? We just die in the
1: vine, there's a second chip
2: disintegrating. No, 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 no,
5: no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no Huh? Jingle all the way? Jingle all the way.
5: He mm-hmm. would have worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. He would have been nonstop working. Oh,
1: yeah. And the, when live streaming came, he I mean, couldn't, I mean, he could have done like 10 shows at once with his range. <laughs> And one last thing something, nothing.
3: Yeah. No.
2: Nothing? This is something. That's this is nothing. Not. Okay. No.
0: They should be rolling the credits at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, then. Well, we're going to read a couple five, ads for Instacart what? right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do some live ads. Manscaped is. You
4: know, what, what was Madonna book on tape? It,
0: that was the third one. It took you that long to get. <laughs>
1: He's looking at a post-it that is two inches. Madonna, what does it say? I didn't remember the The staff left 20 minutes ago. I mean, I don't (laughs) think anyone's really back there. Is Madonna on book on tape? (laughs) This turns over Chipotle. Sex by Madonna, text by Charlton
2: Heston, age 63.
5: I like my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) I stare at it in the mirror when
2: I'm undressing And wonder what it would look like without any
1: (laughs) hair. Yeah, I think so. All right, you guys. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you
3: very much.
0: This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free
1: wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's
0: lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13.